thank you for taking time to join me at the Omar Talks, where we look at the spiritual side of modern living using the lessons and teachings found in the Bible to encourage my listeners to discover foundational and powerful principles. If you wish to catch up on my previous topic on what is your belief, it is on Apple Podcast at the Omar Talks. And the blog is on the WordPress, the omartalks.org. If you're joining me for the first time, please know that each time I refer to God, I mean Yahweh, as this is the name God asked that he be called. As I mentioned in my previous blogs and podcasts, I have learned most of the topics I'll be discussing through personal life experience. And as you know, life experience is often not polite or embellished. So I will talk from my heart, particularly as I know it will be more beneficial to my listeners. I have chosen to start with foundational truths. And when you understand these truths, you can apply the principles in the challenging areas of your life. I do believe that the best treatments are those that target the source and not just the symptoms. In future, I hope to deal with other topics such as friendship, mental health, marriage, addiction, fear, anger, love, as I know that Quite a few of the listeners are interested in this topic or these topics. Today, the topic is on identity. When I introduced this topic on IGTV last week, I had Emma and Zina as guests during which they tried to cast light on their understanding of identity. If you wish to listen to this tested discussion, it's on my Instagram page at the Uma Talks. I will shed light on the question of identity as this is a fundamental part of who we are. I would firstly like to ask if you fully understand when the process of identity starts in a person's life, who creates identity and why it is important to identify who you are. Who defines identity? Society does. With different countries come different cultures, race, practices, and religions. In addition to this, we see each other in genders and other diverse ways, holding sometimes strong perceptions of one another. For example, men and women not only perceive each other as physically and mentally different, but at times hold each other in contempt. The white, brown and black distinctions highlight how others use others use the physical characteristics of an individual to create a pronouncement of collective identification. Other pronouncements will fall under one bed status, whether a person is born into wealth, poverty, religious or maybe criminal parents two citizenship government identification using instruments such as passport 
We know certain passports are better than others. Three, religious beliefs. If a person is atheist, Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, Jewish, and all other religions. Four, educational background, a person's level of learning and alma mater. Five, ancestry, how the family name can go before an individual. Six, parenting, how you were brought up. Seven, friends, expectations to have a certain number of friends or types of friends, such as um, powerful and well-connected people. Eight, marital status. For example, women of certain age are seen unfavorably versus single older men of similar age who aren't, not to mention being divorced. And then to a certain extent, the number nine is the social media where we have the pronouncements of, you know, meeting the standard of outward display in terms of beauty, fashion, popularity, food, health, and intelligence. It is obvious that there are many pronouncements made by society in order to shape our views of what we should accept as the building blocks of our identity. It may not come as a surprise then because uh, of this, but we use these factors as a two-way tool to identify those around us and formulate our own identities. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, identity is defined as who a person is or the qualities of the person or group. However, the Merriam-Webster definition goes more in-depth by defining identity as one, the distinguishing character or personality of an individual, individuality. B, the relation established by psychological identification. And then two, the condition of being the same with something described or asserted. Three, sameness of essential or generic character in different instances. And 3B, sameness in all that constitutes the objective reality of a thing, oneness. Identity has become increasingly important and relevant as today's world shrinks as a result of the internet and social media with all the positives and negatives that come with it. The mass sharing of information electronically combined with improved travel links and systems has enabled interactions with people and cultures that otherwise would have been difficult to reach. Unsurprisingly, people want to share their individuality just to be like the other person. People want to talk, look, dress, walk, and eat like any person who catches their attention. Many people cannot tell who they are or the reason they do what they do, even when there is so much fear, pain, and cost involved. I would like to make certain references to science, although I know some Christians may not approve, but I will do so because all intelligence is from God, and whatever the intelligence is applied to is up to man here on earth. 
Science says we are all one of a kind, as every human being has a unique randomization to their genetic code. The Bible tells us that each person is fearfully and wonderfully made. Having this information, though, is worthless if one cannot apply the knowledge to the purpose of your existence. This type of person can be likened to a piece of leaf tossed here and there by any wind that blows by. The knowledge of who you are fully understood and accepted will make life livable. We know the human mind matures and develops from birth to adolescence and later adult life. As this process occurs, there is a constant battle between the perceptions of others and the perceptions of oneself. When a person cannot identify themselves, they either accept what they have been told they are or they fight to establish what they believe they are. Irrespective of the side a person finds themselves on, some will ultimately become casualties of the identity war. As such, there's a huge price to pay when we do not know who we are. I recently watched a documentary on Netflix on Bill Gates and in the documentary people around him described him as peculiar, they described him as different. Today, Bill Gates is one of the world's richest men. His success was embedded in his peculiarity, in being different. Individuality is the distinctive flavor that makes you peculiar but not necessarily different. It's not necessarily a negative. It's not a negative necessarily. I like the Miriam Webster definition of identity. The condition of being the same with something described or asserted, sameness and oneness, because the Bible tells us in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, that we are made in the image and likeness of God. Let me read Genesis 1, 26 to 28, New King James, King James Version. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God gave man a mandate. If God has created just man with no male and female. The world, in my opinion, would be boring. If God had not made each person with unique identifier, we would all be the same and have nothing to offer each other. There is beauty in diversity. If this statement was universally understood, we will not be desperate in our struggle to change our individuality because we think that is what defines us. 
the majority of people are increasingly complaining of unhappiness, loneliness, depression, and fear. However, history shows that before the internet and social media, people also struggled with identity-related problems. It's a problem that the world's known. The reason I've gone through the background of I defining identity is because I'm not sure if you have ever given a thought and if you have discovered who you are. Firstly, who does God say you are? Secondly, who do you say you are? And thirdly, what does the society label you as? I tell you why I believe in Genesis 1, 26, 28 by using a farmer as illustration. When a farmer plants a seed, he knows exactly what crop to harvest. When he puts apple seed, he expects the apple tree and apple fruit. He does not expect pineapple. Why should we expect a farmer to accept any crop that he has not planted or to dismiss any misnomer as life happens? The farmer would expect a bad season to affect the quality of the harvest. The farmer understands the principle of plant time and harvest time and how to make the best of this principle. Accepting results simply as life happens is not enough for the farmer. It's time you understand how your results are produced. The laws and the principles handed to us by society is different from the laws and principles given by God and recorded in the Bible. You can only work effectively from one standpoint, not from two, as we will hold one view superior to the other. But to follow society's physical laws and principles is to work against your true identity. Whilst using the tools created by the society appeared to pose no challenges, it also seems to be doing well until you apply to the African-American civil rights movement and the LGBT movement, for example. Each group said they do not wish to suffer as a result of identity imposed by the society. Their messages do not identify me based on my physical characteristics or sameness, particularly when the sameness is not real. One may or may not identify with either of these groups, but what other tools can we use to identify persons or groups which will be universally acceptable and without any contention? In one instance, people say, let's rewrite the physical laws and this will resolve the problems. This identity problem has cost lives, stolen jobs, taking hostages and prisoners and the breakdown of relationships and marriages everywhere broken hearts. Man is one entity. The man God created is one and cannot be pigeonholed. Man is spirit, created in the image and likeness of God. The image and likeness of God is the only true identity that man holds. Every other identity is in opposition to this truth. And for as long as we reject the truth, we shall continue to lose the legitimacy of our true identity. The physical attribute seen by sense is incapable of creating identity. We cannot be separated from the original man as spirit is genderless. 
Spirit is colorless. It's intelligent. It's beautiful. It's eternal life. It's love and every good thing. This is everything your physical identity cannot comprehend until you teach it to be in obedience of its true identity. You must understand if you are already having trouble understanding or accepting this truth, it will take some time to see an inward healing once you begin to change your mindset. Remember, what you wish to undo started from birth, so it will take a while to gain control. But do not give up. Do not stop. You must approach this from a position of sincere belief and love of God. You need actual strength from God and without sincere love for God, you may buckle and fall. Love God. Don't be mechanical or technical about it. On a daily basis, try finding time to be grateful to God and readdress your love for him. True love gives and wants nothing in return. As I mentioned in my previous blog and podcast, God is who he says he is. His love is for everyone without exception. The principles he laid down will work for anyone who searches for him with a sincere heart. In verse 27 of the Genesis uh, uh, chapter 1 that we read, he, God, created him, male and female, one entity. This does not mean that man can either transition physically to be male or female. That is not what this verse or message is about. God is spirit and man created in his image is one entity and when recognized as such will become harmonious with his true identity. Do not let people toy with your thoughts or play politics with your precious life. What is the point contending for evidence or indulging the demands of your senses when fear and danger is all it has to offer you? Identity is one of the root causes of deterioration of the mind. Change your perception through daily affirmations of Genesis 1.26. Identify yourself rightly to gain sustainable strength, to overcome challenges that will come your way. You can deal with the problem of identity by making conscious, deliberate, day-by-day pronouncements over yourself of who God says you are. Say continually, over time, healing of the mind would occur to reveal the beautiful person that was held prisoner. You need to replace all the lies with the indisputable truth about who you truly are. From this basis, the wrongful physical identity will lose its stronghold. My life experience has taught me that false identity is a stronghold. It takes captives of anyone, irrespective of age, class or person. Guard the doors of your life diligently as you would with anything you treasure. Truth is the only power that can bring about long-lasting strength to deal with life challenges. A simple and practical step is to take attention away from yourself. And how do you do this? You do this by freely giving love and help without wanting anything whatsoever in return. When the devil gives, he demands everything you have in return, including your soul. 
when God gives, he does not take you prisoner. This is the reason many people take God for granted, but only at their own detriment in the long run. You can only give and not want anything in, in return. You don't want to control, you don't want to manipulate. Only when you take on your true identity. Giving is one of God's laws and principles. God is seen to give all the time in the Bible. It follows that the spiritual man must be given. Learn to evaluate things that matter by weighing them on the scale of love. You cannot be closed in, selfish or greedy. Remember, you cannot change people, but you can change how you perceive and respond to things. Try not to be opinionated. Give yourself room to change as you get older. Identity is knowing who you are and where you fit without condemnation or malice towards yourself. There is so much within you that you can give to people. Encouragement, strength even when you feel weak, your time, no matter how little. Advice, sincerity, love, sharing what you value and not what you rejected, food, a smile, and finances if possible where you can afford it. There is so much power in giving that it will unlock and rekindle your life. In short, giving is in your genetic code and it is a sign of gratitude and reverence and prayer and worship to God. Now you know whose identity report you should take. Read John 3.16 in the Bible. If you do not have a Bible, please go online. Believe John 3.16. It is impossible to remain in the same position even with the smallest movement. You cannot remain in the same position. Just a little movement here and there. So please start with that tiny move today and see the peace of God begin to descend in your life. I thank you and I love you with the love of God. <music>